0: All right, all right, all right. How's everyone doing? I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to Back to Your Story, a podcast about real people and real stories. Today we had on the legendary... Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's an actor and producer, most known for his roles when he was a child, uh, such as Jerry Maguire, Stuart Little, The Little Vampire, and Like Mike. But this podcast was a lot more than just his past. It's really who he is as a person, his thoughts on society, humanity, uh, mental illness, social media, just the whole nine. It was really cool to get to sit down and talk to him. He's one heck of a dude, and I'm uh, really blessed to call him a friend now. Uh, That being said, if you guys want to watch the podcast instead of listening to, it, head over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com backslash back to your story. We'll post clips and the full video. And without further ado, here's the story of Jonathan Lipnicki. From the land of mystery, where dreams become reality, always listening to stories from the past, the present, and the future, this is back to your story. All right, boom. Now we're back. We're back. We're ready to rock and roll. Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing well. I um I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. It it means it means a lot to me, man. I I, I reached out to you. Um, I don't know, maybe like a few months ago on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I, I was even, on the East Coast at the time. Yeah, yeah. you were. I don't even think we'd. I, I don't know if we'd met in person at that time.
1: No, no, I just heard about you. Heard good things from oh, Penelope and oh, my good. girlfriend. Yes, but shout out for Penelope. Those, yeah, shout out to Penelope. Great, Seriously,
0: greatest lady in the world. I mean, she has been uh, an integral part to this podcast. Yeah, she has not only been on herself, mm. but uh, she has. Invited mm-hmm. so many people, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been such an honor. I think one, two, three, four. I think maybe you're the fifth person with Penelope, including. Yep. And then we have a podcast with her tonight
1: because awesome. of yeah one night in one San- night in San Diego. Yes. Really funny movie comes out November seventeenth. Um, uh, all the VOD apps. uh Amazon's probably the easiest one for people. Yep. Not just saying it because I'm her boyfriend. I uh, watched the movie that which she uh, wrote and directed, and um, I watched it early on in our relationship. Yeah. And it's always, I think, like nerve wracking because you're, you know, I'm like, what if it's not good? What do I tell
0: it, <laughs> and it's
1: really funny, and it's, it's something that I think people need right now is yeah. to laugh, and it's just. It's a
0: really easy movie to enjoy and watch. Dude, I could not agree with you more. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we went and saw it at The Grove like a year ago, right? Um, It was... Something I didn't expect, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know my wife, Alyssa, right? Had worked on it with uh, Penelope, right? Uh, she was the makeup artist um, for your girlfriend's movie. And, you know, you, you just don't know. People make movies, my, you know, work, you work in the industry and some are good, some are bad, some are okay. Yeah. And when I went and saw it, I had, I just didn't know. But yeah. I tell you, from the beginning to the end, yeah. I was laughing my yeah. ass off. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. This like reminds me of like stuff like Seth Rose and El- Evan yeah. Goldberg could do, but with, you know, like an all female cast. and like, yeah. just like,
1: and, 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 the girls, the, the main, the main gals in it, um, Laura Samuels and Jenna Ushkowitz really fun. I mean, it's so hard to find two people who are going to play off each other and have that type of chemistry. And that's what the movie would be, you know, it would make it or break it. Yeah. And, you know, they were, they're both so funny yes, that dude. it was really, and they're very different and, uh-huh. it, and they mesh really well together. And I was impressed by that. And I even asked Penelope, "I'm like, did they know? Each? Like, they didn't know each other
0: before? Damn, really? And I was
1: like, you would think that they were, you know, best friends. Yes, yeah. um, it it's great. I mean, it's it's rare to have that chemistry with two people, you know.
0: Yeah, well, you know yeah. firsthand. Like, I mean, being in movies, doing things mm-hmm. your whole entire life. Um, you know, I guess for people tuning in real quick, why don't you do a. Uh, a little brief introduction.
1: Hi, uh, my name is Jonathan Lipnicki. I started acting when I was five years old. I just turned six. No, I just turned 30 years old uh, and still doing it, still loving it, loving it more than ever. Yeah. Um, obviously, stuff has slowed down due to uh, COVID, um, and I hope everybody who's listening is staying safe and yeah. um,
0: doing all right. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Um, you know, you've had a, you've had a long career, you know, and that's, uh, that's, that would you say it's rare, right? I mean, for, for, such yeah, a short y- you time. know,
1: I think if you stay,
0: the only way to fail is to not
1: to just quit something. And yeah. if you love something, you know, you owe it to yourself. If you know that it's something that you're going to always question later, if you quit it, you owe it to yourself to continue and to find ways to adapt. And I think the most important thing is to be honest with yourself and check in with yourself. And, um, you know, it's very up and down industry. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say that like, yeah, like I've, I, I started off strong. I, I did some movies as a kid that, that started off strong and there was a time I didn't work. And now I'm, you know, starting to work pretty consistently again. I haven't had the same type of commercial success with the movies that I've had come out as an adult, but you know what, you got to look at things you can control and I can just control creating and yes. continuing to do something that I love.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that. Uh, what is it called? Like a test shot or whatever. You showed me the one that you're in the pool. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what was that? Can you say what was
1: that? I, I can't say what it was for, but yeah. I. So I get really into, uh, <laughs> and I've talked about this before uh, on my other friends' podcast. Actually, I get really into like I really love this that we're doing a lot of self tapes now for auditions as yeah. actors because I have so much fun with them. So I happen to get a self tape that well, it was a scene where the person's in the in the ocean, and I was uh, at Penelope's parents' house in New York, um, and they have a pool, and we shot the scene in a pool and it looked really cool. And, you know, it helps to have a girlfriend who is a filmmaker. She made me look like I was in the middle of the ocean. It was really fun. And we were, you know, it's fun to take a big swing at things like that because, you know, it's like, you got to enjoy every part of the process. Like, I think a lot of people get down on certain things they are like, well, I love being on set and I love when I work, but you got to figure out ways to like Fall in love with different parts of the process. I didn't like auditioning for a while. Yeah. um, Made me nervous. And like, yeah, it still makes me nervous, but like the good nervous now. And I really love auditioning, whether it's in person or self tape, you know, but self tape's fun because you get to
0: create the world. And I, I I geek out about it. For people listening, what uh, I, I know what self tape yeah. is, I think you actually, you were the one that uh, explained yeah. it to me. We explain it real quick.
1: Okay. So if casting, let's say, is in New York and you're in LA, or, you know, a lot of times now they're just doing it because it's easier um you submit a audition that you film instead of being in person in front of people and i think that's going to stick around because of covid i think that's going to be the new normal for for mostly everything for a little while and i'm not mad at it i like it yeah. it's fun
0: dude it allows you to be very creative yeah. instead of just standing in front of a you know group of people you can take more Creative control, at it. Yeah, right? and you
1: also believe it more. You yes. know, like I always say this to people too, and it's like it's so true. When you audition for something, you know, you 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 try your best, and um, you try to create that world. Yeah. But when you get on set, it's it's like you don't have to try because you're there. You're yes. around the the people and the, the the costume, and there's something you do when you put on that wardrobe, and you're around. You know uh, the environment you're supposed to be around in any given scene. It 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 does a lot of the magic for you. So it's like the fun thing about self tapes is you get to recreate some of that instead of being in a casting office, which is also really fun. I mean, there's I have a really good audition. It will keep me you know high on that over the weekend. You know, let's have it on a Friday just because like I want to go in there and feel good about it. Yeah, you know, you can't control whether you get it. There's so little that's in your control, but what's in your control is your preparation and going in and, you know, having fun and learning to
0: have fun again is something that's taken me a long time to relearn. Yeah, man. It's uh preparation is key. You know, it's the key for so many things in life. There's this little saying that, um, uh, my boss at the, the company I run Ergo, it's called the six P's, PPP, mm. PPP. And it can be said many different ways, but it's prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Yeah, And I've taken that to heart a lot of things um, in my life. Sometimes I lack on it. Sometimes mm. I'm better, right? Uh, but uh, I think that whatever you do in life, being prepared, you know, putting in that work, is is so freaking key and you know daniel is really good at that he um prepares seems like and it plans seems and like it. he's just on top <laughs> of his shit i mean li- yeah. when he came to this podcast and started becoming the producer it changed everything it literally changed it really brought it all together and we've seen you know more success in the six months that you've been with uh you know been part of the project mm-hmm than, you know, the, the first six months. Right. So, um, awesome. I really Good can crowds. appreciate that. Yeah. Kudos to you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, of course. I you. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Um, so when you were younger, right. Um, had you, Always was it always something that you want to do? Because you were five years old and you found, mm-hmm. you know, huge success right off the I I don't want to say right off the bat because I don't know the story. Uh, pretty, but. Yeah,
1: pretty close to off the bat. But no. Um to answer that, sorry okay. to Yeah, no, 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 no go, 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 go. You know, I, I definitely was shy in a lot of circumstances. Um, I still am. Uh it wasn't like, well, you know, you meet a lot of little kids and like, I'm gonna be a star. Yes. they very precocious. I definitely was in certain circumstances as precocious, but I didn't think that I was gonna be like an actor at all. You know, I grew up in, um, out in LA. So it wasn't a huge stretch to fart, to fart, to start start auditioning, to start auditioning. Um, but I grew up in, um, Westlake village. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, a suburb. And I started because my sister was taking an acting class. She's a few years older Mm -hmm. to reconnect with a friend. They didn't go to, they weren't in the same school district anymore. Okay. And so they took kind of reconnect, and my mom thought it would be a positive thing because there's a lot of positive things that come out of performance, you know uh, stepping into your own and, and, yeah. and really learning how to be in front of people and um, I saw her go into this room and she'd come out, and she was always excited and um, little did I know, but my my sister's friend's mother had said something to the acting coach about that I was like an adorable little kid and I wanted to try it because it looked fun and um I tried it and we'd practice these things called auditions in class. And I told my parents I wanted to like try it for real and they were hesitant at first, wow. you know. Um they they're like kind of the anti stage parents, which I'm really lucky for. Yes. Um and then they finally gave in. I, I, I tried a you know, some commercial auditioning. I booked a few commercials. Um and then I had an audition for this movie called Jerry Maguire. Okay. Um and uh maverick from top gun was in it is what i was it really excited me um top gun was my favorite movie at the time yeah and my parents had because i didn't know who tom cruise was they showed me top gun and i was like wow i, I want to like get this role because yes. i will get to hang out with maverick and he's the coolest guy ever <laughs> and uh audition for jerry mcguire i did not get it Whoa. they cast another kid um they shot two weeks with him and uh Somewhere along the way, I guess it didn't work out with him, and they wow. went to recast the role. But because I had auditioned for it, I was on a list of people who had already been seen for the role. They didn't want to see me again. But I was seen by like an associate, not the the actual casting director. And my um, my my agent at the time was the head of the youth talent department at this agency, and he said, "Don't see any any of my other clients. I stake my reputation as an agent on this." Wow. I have the guy you want sitting in my office, so they relented, and I went and I read for the casting director, and she said, "How would you like to go to Arizona today, where they're shooting the football scenes, and read this scene, these two scenes for Tom Cruise and Cameron Crow?" And I was like, "I get to go on a plane." So, <laughs> That's all. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I I went and um I read for Tom. My mom came. I read for and my dad and I read for Tom in his trailer with wow. Cameron Crow there, and I did two of the scenes. And uh ended up going my way, and I ended up, uh, that's how I started my career. And I realized very early on that I, I was in love with the whole process, everything about it. It's so fun. And, um, you know, my parents along the way, I worked on some other movies, Stuart Little movies, yeah. and uh, a movie called The Little Vampire. And like Micah, and I did like a little bit on Dawson's Creek all kind of in a row and um or it felt like in a row anyway. Yes, <laughs> I don't know, I'm you sure. know, the time sometimes I'm like, which came yes. you know, first. But my parents always asked me between projects if I was happy and I still wanted to continue doing it. And the answer was always yes. Wow. But I still went to public school the whole time. Shut up. And I still did youth league basketball and baseball. And it was really the best of both worlds. You know, my parents tried so hard to make it that way. And, you know, um, I couldn't be happier with the choices I made. And I honestly, if I went back, I would do it the same way, dude, you know, again,
0: that's amazing. You know, one thing that you said was that your parents are the anti stage parents. Yeah. Now, you know, you constantly hear all these horror stories, you know, these, these stage parents that are just, they're just doing it for themselves. Right. And when you say anti stage parents, what does that mean to you?
1: Uh, what does that mean to me? It just means that they cared about me as as a kid, and they wanted they looked they weren't short sighted. They looked at the longevity of what when you're molding a human being, what things could affect them negatively in the future. And I think they were just very cognizant of it, you yeah. know. And um, you know, I heard um, Matthew McConaughey was on Joe Rogan, and yeah, they were talking yeah. about that. And there with Joe was like, mm-hmm. you know, talking about like what is it that makes some go off the rails and some not. And exactly. I think that like you know, in general, how many friends do you have from when you were a kid that went off the rails? Like people yes. are going to go off the rails, you know, in general and, it, you know, and some are, some are not, you know, um, people are all, we're all individuals and things happen and, uh, you know, so different circumstances maybe could make that go faster or, you know, get, with child starts a easy access to things that are not good. Um, but I think really what it comes down to, like it comes down to with, you know, your friend from the neighborhood, parents, yep, parents, you know, kids, I don't blame kids when people are like, "This person's a train wreck already." You know, I think it's we build people up to tear them down, and that's sad. It is, and I wish it were different. But a lot of it is the parenting when it comes to young performers, yeah, and caring about their well-being more than they care about them being famous
0: or successful.
1: and my parents cared really about my happiness, and they
0: they still do. Um, yeah, your your, your yeah. parents seem amazing, man. And for them to, have I think the, you met them, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah of I mean, course, of them. course. And for them to have the yeah. foresight to keep you in public school. Yeah. How did that work out? Going, you know, doing these movies and all of that.
1: Um, I, you know, like I said, I'm not from a really big area as far as it, it's. You know, I mean, now it's bigger. There's more people, but like elementary school is pretty pretty easy it was you know people were pretty nice middle school's really rough to be honest it was kind of right when i was developing um really bad anxiety
0: yeah
1: and um i always my whole life to this day and i think part of that you know part of the thing about being a young performer is you want to be liked and i think like that translate a lot into my personal life and i'm something i'm still letting go of it's like you know being being the best person i can be and then letting go of what others think yeah but middle school was really 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 rough um other schools kind of um so so elementary schools you know there was just the kids who fed in from the area into that school yeah middle schools, a few different schools fed into it and um i just come off i believe stuart little too, and like mike came out in the same summer yeah so it's like a probably the height of you know my childhood part of my career for sure and i just wanted to go to middle school and make friends like everybody else and i was so excited because like you have different teachers for different classes yeah you know and um the first while i was there for it seemed like months i don't know how long and i actually was there was i couldn't eat lunch because people crowd around me and like you know first it was all positive people were just curious and then it turned really negative um, and i definitely got pretty you know and i i was a scrappy kid so i always <laughs> talked back or whatever but i you know i mean i got harassed a lot you know and it was it was really hard because i felt so misunderstood i never as a kid thought i was Better than anyone because I was an actor. Because my parents were like, "No, you're like this yes. is great that you have this talent, but you're not better than anyone." Take out the trash,
0: yes, you know. Yes, clean yes. out the
1: gutters, you know. Yes, you know. My dad would stand and watch me clean out the gutters. Good. Like, that was my dad's favorite like, <laughs> thing. I think was watching me clean out the gutters. But uh, <laughs> really stuck it to me there.
0: Yes. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> but that's what makes you yeah. Do. Yeah,
1: but I never really went into middle school being like I'm better than everyone or yeah. this or that. You know, I always have felt a little different because of being for you sure. Know,
0: performer I don't
1: and get, yeah, you get a certain I don't amount of you know attention but um i definitely felt really misunderstood and i, I just wanted to make friends and, and and people were like oh he thinks he's cool or this or that and a, a lot of to be fair a lot of people are going through really difficult stuff at their time at that time in their life and their really formative years of course and they you know are feeling anxious about themselves and you know yeah. the hormones start puberty to happen, man and, you know all and that. it was really rough though and um you know it's crazy i'm really cool with a lot of people who are not nice to me that's amazing you know like we one of my best friends in the whole world was a kid who bullied me dude and me and him are like (laughs) really tight now i love because he was going through his his shit and i was going through mine and like it it didn't meet well you know no and i don't hold anything against it it really hurt at the time and it definitely had a lasting effect where like now i'm I think I've been forever sensitive because of that, you know, um, I get about that. like making fun of people. I try my best not to talk shit on other people. Yeah. And I try to do my part to keep my side of the street clean.
0: But it middle school was high school was a little better. Middle school was like, dude, it must've been really rough, rough. Uh, you yeah. know, especially at that time in your life. I mean, kids are just mean, man. Exactly. I mean, uh, it, bullying is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, when you're a kid, you don't think about, all of these other things that 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 life really is about. And uh, for someone at at your level going through that, I could see how kids were fucking brutal to you. Um, But you've made it out of it just fine. You know, you... uh, have gone through these experiences but your parents in this amazing way have been able to ground you and show you that you're not better than anyone else yeah. you are who you are and you're an amazing person but Thank there you. are many a- no, i <laughs> know <Thank> i seriously <you. laughs> mean <made> it <laughs> but it's true <laughs> but you know the, the self of your dad making clean gutters going to public school yeah i mean you <laughs> could have been sent to private school you could have been homeschooled you could have done all of those things yeah but that was not the case but then you know you talk about anxiety and that yeah. is a real freaking thing um as you have you know gone through this experience right um what are some of the things that you have done to kind of help mitigate that anxiety
1: well um so it's it's interesting because i i didn't know it because you know and i really think it's beautiful that it's mental health is becoming a huge conversation Mm -hmm. when i grew up i didn't really know other people had it So I thought I was like an alien. I'm like, why is my heart racing? And I think like, it's the end of the world every day. It got so bad to where I thought it was the end of the world every day, multiple times a day. My hands would break out in eczema and like bleed, you know, it was not good. And, um, I started going to therapy and my parents were really smart about that. I was okay to be vulnerable at my house and, you know, in front of my parents and, um, you know, you couple the having to have responsibilities Professionally and school. And I think it, it, you know, and then being, you know, bullied a bit, it, it, it's kind of a perfect storm. And I feel actually worse for kids, way worse Dude, for kids now, because this is my experience. Media. It's not, you know, yeah. Dude, this is my experience. It's not, you know, worse or, you know, crazier than anyone's bullying experience. And I want to make that clear. I don't know yeah, no, myself that. at all, because <laughs> at the end of the day, I was still doing what I love. But, yes. you know, kids today, it's like, you know what, at least I got to go home, yeah. you know, and like then it was okay.
0: You got to turn but it off. But like,
1: you can't turn it off now with social media. I mean, you can turn off your social, but you know, it's like kids feel so isolated and disconnected, but I think the greatest things I did for anxiety and it's still a, it's still a battle. I don't think anxiety just like goes away completely. If you're a person who's prone to it, which I think I, I was, I don't think if I was not an actor, I think, I think if I was not an actor, I'd still have it to a certain degree. Um, but I started finding things that I could focus on. So like I got really into basketball. So I play basketball yeah. all the time because I realized when I was really focused on things. So if I was acting or playing basketball, no anxiety.
0: There we go.
1: So then that really, you know, ended up at a certain age, really just being like, okay, I'm going to play a lot of sports and do a lot of, you know, do do a, a lot of acting. And um, for me now it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. There we go. Um, you know, that that calms me down a lot. I find myself being anxious and it's hard, you know, in a time like, now where you can't can't. do it you know so it's 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 hard um but it it, finding things you're really interested in that you can dive into takes your mind off absolutely you know a lot and it's hard right now because a lot of people have things that they have outlets that they can't do right now but it's finding things you're interested in i guess has really lessened it a lot for me um but you know it's still you know it comes up here and there and what about therapy? yes therapy i also went to therapy i'm in therapy again now, Zoom therapy. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's that's great too, I think, talking about it. And I'm glad that it's talked about now.
0: A hundred percent, man. It's more open uh, than ever. And especially on this podcast, it's a huge topic, you know, because mental health is so important and everyone is going through something so it's like it doesn't matter if yours is more or less yeah when we go through life we only see life through our eyes right and so if you're getting bullied and picked on yeah it might not be the most that someone has ever been bullied or picked on but it still doesn't feel good it doesn't help uh anything but these outlets that we have as we start to talk about it more as we get older um it's 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 real and one big thing like you said is uh you know working out brazilian jiu jitsu yeah. taking care of your body like for me um like on my rough days with my like my health with fibromyalgia or like mm-hmm. shit i got going on in my brain if i put in a hard fucking workout yeah. sweating just just fucking in yeah. it I promise you by the end of that workout, I am feeling 10 times better. Yeah. That is a fact, right? Um, so that is key. Uh, finding those outlets, but then therapy, finding yeah. a good therapist, someone that you yeah. can open up to talk, talk your things out. Yeah. And that individual helps guide you, right? Yeah. Because if I look at my own personal life, uh, who I was a year ago compared to today, I have grown so much and that is because I've put in the work, but my therapist has helped guide me through these things. Right. And, and this podcast as well. So, you know, hearing someone like yourself, right. You're, you're just as vulnerable as the next person. Yeah. I
1: think that people think, well, if someone has something, a lot of good things going on and like things don't hurt them, which is just not true at all. And I think that, you know, um, it could, you know, you almost, you could feel more open than, than they ever even imagined, you know, and, definitely anxiety has led to that vulnerability, but also it's the interesting thing about it. And I, I brought up like, Oh, well, you know, mine definitely like, I think it's a good to have a good perspective. So yeah, mine, people have struggled way more than me in, in their lives. And having that perspective is great, but also validating my own perspective yes. and be like, cause you have to balance. I feel like validating your own experience, being like, it's real. I'm not a weirdo for thinking this and I'm not weak for thinking this. Yeah. And I need to work on this, but then also having the perspective of being like, but all these things are good in my life, and they could be worse. I think being yes. grateful, but at the same time, val- same time validating it makes sense. Because if you invalidate it, and you go, "You're just being weak." Then yep. you're just going to create more of a problem. Or like, why? Why do I feel this way? I have so many good things going on. You have to validate it enough. Yeah, not have to. to just not validate it to the point where you're just sitting in it and you're like, "Oh my, my life is hopeless and nothing." You know, easier said than done, too. But like. My life is hopeless and there's nothing I can do about it. Finding the the gratitude and validation at the same time.
0: It's a, it's a balance. You know, it's, a it's a balance. It, it, it really is. And you know, having a good supporting team, right? Mm. So you're very fortunate to have uh, you know, your 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 folks, man, yeah. you know, where it's like uh just like you were talking about earlier with Rogan and McConaughey talking yeah. about that. Shout out to McConaughey writing Green Lights is a really fucking good book. You know, I wanna
1: I wanna read it because he's so interesting, dude. Man. He's you, such an interesting dude guy. It's
0: really good. Uh I suggest doing the auto version because he talks, uh, he obviously reads it. It is fucking fantastic but it's it, getting to the point though there are a lot of parents out there who have their kids acting and yeah. especially child actors um where it's just a sad story over and over again yeah. you know you you look at the britney spears um you know situation you uh i mean i could continue on with so many actors and actresses where, where it happens uh but for you i i just want to say one more time, shout out to your parents. Thank you. Seriously. And
1: even, you know, with that, I want to make it, I always want to make it very clear because I hate the whole, like making people who are entertainers and stuff necessarily role models because everybody, True. like not making them role models. Like I think there are some great role models, Mm -hmm. but not making it role models in the sense that they've done no wrong. Like, you know what, man? I made so many, so many mistakes along the way that, you know, I, you know, uh, deal with and that I try not to, you know, try to let go and try not to feel, you know, uh, regretful or whatever about, but I think that it's about having realistic, um, like idols, you know, dude, for sure. Like, I mean the word idol in itself, but you know, I mean like <laughs> having realistic because like, yeah, I made it through relatively unscathed. Are there still problems with that, and is it still a hard thing to navigate? A hundred percent. There's no real answer to it. My parents tried their their hardest, and there's there's still, you know, as like anything, there there was huge positives to starting that young and huge negatives too. But like, I have made my fair share of mistakes, but I've learned a lot, and I've always tried my best to be the best person I could be and handle myself the the best best I possibly can. Absolutely. But you know, I think that. The problem is, we put up these people, you know, and, and uh, props. To, I've been watching like a little bit on Bieber, yeah, and like yeah. for him, he's been so honest about his recovery as a human being, yeah. and I think it's like we put this person up there so high to then be like they're a role model. Well, now they're not, you know, and I think the whole role model thing needs to have more realistic, like a more realistic grasp on
0: it a hundred percent because
1: you know what everybody makes mistakes and everybody does things that they you know are not happy about or and and in many cases have learned from and i think like he's a perfect example of that like i really i really like him digging the dude i'm seeing you know with him like that's he's dealt with more fame than probably any kid ever and you know he went through it and like you don't know what's behind those bratty, childish acts he was doing. But like- He was a kid. He, but he, you know, he learned from it. And he, and then you learn the whole background on it. And you're dude. like, oh man, I, I feel for the dude.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know? anyone, anyone at, I mean, you, you went through a lot of it too, man. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then to- uh, for, for anyone though, you know, we, we all make mistakes. We're all human. Yeah. And then if something comes out that you did this and then five years later or 10 years yeah. later, it's like, dude, I've grown, yeah. I've changed that person. It was a completely different person. We all grow. So it's yeah. like, we do live in this social media generation where it's like, people are constantly trying to dig up Pull shit, up old
1: tweets and yeah. whatnot. And I think that like a lot of people, I mean, there are people who like, you know, have done bad enough things, you know? Where I think, like, yeah, like you know what, they should be held responsible for really bad things. But if you make everything about everybody at the same level of of bad, yeah. then what truly is bad anymore? You know, you have to be. It's a it's a, it's a responsibility we must have as human beings to for sure to you know not treat every every misstep. As an equal thing, because you know, some there are a lot of people who have done things that are not forgivable, but there's a lot of people who have done things that have learned from and they've grown from, but Yes, it's like to, you know, I think forgiveness is a
0: big thing we could all learn from, you know, I mean, I, take a heavy dose of that, especially yeah. in America. I mean, I look at Kevin Hart, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, do you like the situation? Yeah, 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 Did it, yeah. he say stupid shit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it wrong? Absolutely. I have to tell you myself, um, up until about a few years ago, I would say things, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I didn't even know. I, I, yeah. I just thought that, you know, it was like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, but then my cousin. Shed a lot of light on me, like, dude. You know, if, if you say that word gay, right, where yeah. even if you're joking around, um, but it's like, oh, no, oh, dude, that's so gay, yep. right? Well, there's this negative connotation behind it, like, oh, it's a bad thing to yeah. be gay, but no, it's not. I didn't mean that, no. I, yeah. but you know, we all have gone through that, and so, like, someone like Kevin Hart said, stupid, shit, yeah, you know, about his kid but does that mean he's a bad person? Does that mean he doesn't get a chance to grow? Does that yeah. mean he doesn't get a chance to be forgiven? You know, if you don't ever grow, if you don't ever get forgiven for the, your past mistakes, then we might as well all yeah. just be held to the freaking cross. Like I, I just exactly. don't even know.
1: Cause if you hold, I think it's both unfair to the person and unfair to the people following the person, yes. to Hold people to such standards. Cause like, True. you know what, if you hold a person to perfection and they fail, like, that's horrible for them because now they're being judged for you know some some misstep whether you know minor a little more major like if it's really bad like yeah i mean like there's some things that people have done like yeah like they should no cause be right like you know like that are just unforgivable yes but like you know for missteps i think that people it's not fair to the person it's happening to but it's also in the first place it's not fair to people looking up to that person you're a young impressionable person and you're never going to reach if someone is put as perfect in your mind, you're never going to reach that. So it's kind of both unfair, dude, too. It, both sides. You, you know, totally it's like, it's it. unfair to kids being like, this person's perfect. And yeah. like, you can try your best, but like yes. you'll never be this person. Or the person who's like, hey, like I'm trying my best. And they're like, you're a role model. You're a role model. You're a role model. And they're like, just try my best. And then they do something stupid or something comes out. And then everyone's like, you're the worst person ever. It's like, And what? I think that we should all, you know, treat people like we'd want to be treated exactly. if we did something dumb.
0: Yeah. And, but, you know, especially on social media, that's, yeah. that's not how it is because, there are so many things that are said online that if you'd put those two people in person, they would never say that shit. Right. Exactly. And the media and just this generation wants to make us feel so divided, but we're, we're definitely not. I believe that as society, we're, we're so much closer but you know, things do get skewed online. Right. Um, but yeah, holding people to these standards that are never really obtainable is not correct. But on the other side, it's like, if you do mess up, like, um, to talk about Rogan again, it's like, he said some stupid shit in a podcast. I don't know, like a month or two ago, um, about, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, do you mind pulling it up? Right. Um, he he said some stuff like the fires in California mm-hmm. um, were it was like Antifa or it's, it's someone right and mm-hmm. and Daniel will pull it up right now, uh, but he was wrong yeah. right. Very next day on his Instagram when yeah. he found was wrong, what did he do? He He put his phone, looked at it, and said, I was wrong. I apologize, right? Yeah, so um, real quick. Joe Rogan issued a rare uh, public apology on Friday for sharing misinformation about the wildfires in California's podcast. Uh, The JRE uh, had reiterated a false report from Fox News which stated that Black Lives Matter protesters were intentionally setting uh, the wildfires, answering for the misstep on Friday, Rogan tweeted I fucked up. He also put out a video saying Mm -hmm. I messed up. Right. And that's in life, man. If we mess up, thank you very much, sir. Um, if, if we mess up, right. Uh, well say it. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, being able to forgive people, like you'd want to be forgiven yourself. Yeah. You know, if people, a lot of people online, you know, who say mean things, it's like, if you took your own history of tweets or your own, whatever, and you happen to overnight become some person who people looked at, how would you feel if people tore you down it's yeah. not a good feeling you know and i think that like we got to look at yeah there's black and white there's 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 right and wrong you know but between that there's a lot of gray area and oh we gosh, have to yeah. judge people accordingly yeah you know we can yeah and i think that's the problem is you know if you if not only okay so like if you you know Uh, cancel someone right off the bat for something that isn't. And like I said, you know, there's, there's things that are certainly unforgivable, but if you cancel someone right off the bat for that, how are they supposed to grow and become a better person? And how are other people supposed to learn from it? I like seeing comebacks. I for one like seeing people grow and I like seeing people take ownership and say, I messed up. I fucked up and I'm wrong. And then they grow as a person and we grow as a society because we let that person grow. And maybe now, instead of being canceled or whatever, that person can contribute in a positive way to society. We don't want to ruin a whole human being because maybe they have some amazing things to offer. If it was, like I said, judge accordingly, a misstep and not something crazy, but like a misstep, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, good in humanity yes and we just is. don't see it as much because it's not as talked about but no. i think like the gray area of humanity of being like okay this person did this or that but they're a human being and they're growing and i think we all can agree we've all made mistakes if you can show me someone who's not made a mistake you Dude, know like that would be i'd love to meet them yeah. i'd love to have a long conversation with them because that's
0: must be really fascinating oh a hundred percent a hundred and ten percent yeah we live in this weird cancel culture right now where it's um it's 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 very strange, but you know, for me doing this podcast, I have had on all different types of people, yeah. right? And I have realized that even the ones that have this view or that view, and maybe we don't see mm-hmm. things uh, together on some, that we're still so similar, and, yeah. and 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 still just like so much more towards the middle than um, this is this is painted right now. But I think in time we'll, we'll definitely figure this all out. I uh, I do want to kind of bring it back to your story though, yeah. right? So it's like you went through this whole experience as a, a younger mm. kid, right? It was, it was a lot, dude. I mean, I personally remember like watching you and seeing, It was like, you know, this is amazing for you. But then there came this point where it kind of stopped. Correct. Yeah. And where, when did that happen? And what did that feel like at that moment? Um, of time. It
1: probably like, I did one, the last, I did these two independent films. I think they were kind of close back to back. But I, it was a combination of a few things. I definitely went through a really awkward stage. If you want to bring up some awkward photos, (laughs) I went through a really (laughs) awkward phase that was like very prolonged. It was a very long time. And like, you know, I'm still that awkward kid inside. Definitely. But um, there was that. And so when you have that happen and you see like, you know, things start to become, um, you know, a parent that you're, you're not like a cute little kid anymore, but you're not really (laughs) an adult. Like, you're just kind of awkward. You know, um, I think that there's also a lot less stuff between, you know, certain ages for acting. There's that, but there's also, there, you know, I, I stopped, really liking myself a lot. I think I that's that. what it had to do with. And, and so the most beautiful, oh, I see a few of them. <laughs> uh, the most beautiful thing you can bring as an actor is yourself. You know, you yeah. always have some variation or amount of yourself in it. And I didn't know who I was and I didn't like who I was. And I tried to be everything but me. So I wasn't, to be honest, a very good actor for a portion of my career because I was trying to be someone else. Okay. And it wasn't authentic. I respect and that. so I think like, there, there goes through a process where, and sorry, if I sound snotty, by the way, guys, I'm not sick. It's no. The, you can, you can, it's uh, <laughs> the recent change in temperature in LA. It's like, you know, You're, and yeah. allergies and stuff. So I'm good. I've Especially been tested. Especially with animals. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, But, well, uh, but it, uh, it, it really plays into your artistry when you can't bring any authenticity to it because you either don't know who you are, you don't like who you are, a combination of the both. So there was that. And, You know, it took me a while to recognize that even, but there was that. And then there was also, you know, the portion of me that was just kind of focusing on other things. I got that. You know, I went to high school, I played on the water polo team. I went to prom. I did all the, the normal, normal things, playing in a sport and going to prom and doing all that. And that definitely played into it where it wasn't my main focus. I always really thought I would come back to it. And then at first I thought I was going to go to college and then I didn't end up going. I didn't get into the film school I wanted. Seriously? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Loyola Marymount University. Wow. Um, they have a really good film program. I didn't get in. Um, why? I, you know, I had decent grades and I think I really did have the grades to make it. I don't know. It, it, it's a nice school, so I think it got really more competitive. But it was the greatest thing that happened to me because I took. I told myself I'd take a year off before choosing to go to college and I would just take acting class like it was a college you know and that was a big key to getting me back to knowing myself was i'd not really been trained as an actor i had taken i had worked with coaches but i hadn't really gone back to the fundamentals of like step one yeah and i think that was important as an actor but also as a human being because you learn about listening a lot and there's a meisner technique playhouse west out in la is where i started taking classes and you learn all about learn about listening a lot and not just like active <laughs> listening with people with their active listening base, but like really listening and it, it made me a better friend and a better actor and and bringing authenticity and not being afraid to be ugly like i think that people glamorize acting and, and entertaining so much that like you then become afraid to be ugly in front of people but that's what that's what is important is to be ugly in front of people, to show everything about you and to bring your true self. So really learning that, um, I think, you know, not having that
0: was what, you know, I just didn't work for like five years. Dude. But that's, you know what you said when I asked the question, you're like, I wasn't that good of an actor, right? Dude, for you saying that, like mad respect, like being so open and honest with yourself, I, I want that for everyone. I want them to be so freaking real. And then uh, you went through the steps and then you just you started to figure it out, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I think humbling yourself a lot too, because like I had a certain perspective. Yeah. And even if I was completely, you know, humble in that perspective of how it happened to me and how things went really well, I still needed, I think, to get a full grasp of things not going well. Regardless of even if I was, you know, and I felt I was, you know, never a monster or crazy about being like, yes, I deserve this and deserve that. There's still a little bit of not, like, even if you know, you don't, you know, like you're, you know, things don't come easy when you really learn that things don't come easy. And you're like, wow, I really have to claw my way back. Yeah. It creates a certain amount of, of character. And I, I really am grateful for the, the thick times and the thin, you know? Um, and it's something it's still people, you know, people go, oh, well, how did you, how did you make that transition? Well, I'm still making it, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I told you, like, I was honest, said I wasn't a very good actor for a period of time, you know, and I I took going to classes to really feel like I'm bringing my authentic self. I'm not completely happy where my career is. I'm happy as a person, and I have a lot of great things in my life, but I'm not content. You know, I'm, I'm happy that I've been getting stuff again, and I celebrate all the victories that come, but I have goals to meet and things to do, and I... And I think it's okay to say, you know what, this is not exactly where I want to be right now, but that's fine. I don't sit in it and I'm not negative about it. I am where I am for a reason. And I, it's, it's not indicative of where I'll be in a year or five years or 10 years, but it's, it's okay to say, and I see so many people who maybe they're not in the the brightest part of their career and they go on and they're like, well, I have this movie coming out next month and (laughs) you know, this or that. And they're not being honest with themselves, you know, and I'm honest with myself. Yeah. You know, I'm still just grinding, auditioning, creating my own stuff, you know? Um, But you have to be honest with yourself.
0: Dude. And I feel like
1: I owe it to the people who have been supportive of me to be honest to them, and yes. real, because then it, it doesn't create a oh like he has things handled. It creates a more like people want to want to go with me, and I hope that they take some you know something from that, and they're they're like that honest about pursuing their own things they want
0: to do. absolutely. But it's
1: like you know it's 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 easy to say yeah, well you know, and I have a movie it just came out yeah. um October thirteenth it came out it's called Royal it's on Amazon like I'm nice. dude I had a movie come out that's yeah. great like that's awesome it's you know it's cool but at the same time like you know, it's, it's okay to say like, I just want, you know, I want more. I want to work more. Of course. Of I, you course. Know, I'm not, I don't want more in a in, in vain way of I want more fame. No, this no. And that. But I will, I will love creating and I want to work more.
0: Yes. And i like, you know, and I
1: think it's okay to say like, yeah, I'm not completely like, oh, st- stoked on like, I could just sit here. I'm not going to rest <laughs> on my laurels. I, you know, but I am happy with it. I am happy with where I am. I mean, I'm happy with who I am and I'm happy that with all the circumstances that led me here and I'm happy doing what I love and that gives me purpose every day, but I'm not, happy enough to just stick out here
0: for, oh, you know, stay here. Yes, I yes. guess I, I don't know if I No, no, you're absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I have that same mindset, man. I'm, I constantly want more and yeah. it's not in like a, like I need more, I need more. No, it's like I want to continue to grow. Exactly. Like, I want to get to these levels because I, I I believe life is about, uh, you know, constantly leveling up and making yourself yeah. better. Um, and it, you, you're right. It's like all about being honest with yourself and then having people around you to hold you accountable. So if you are lying or bullshitting, yeah. they're going to call you out and this motherfucker does it all the time and I love that and and as he should right and you know that's the type of people that you want because uh, if you just have a whole bunch of people saying yes 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 it's it's only going to um, limit you you're never going to really feel what life is is about because yeah. we need to have wins we need to have losses and we need to have a supporting system that you know is going to be there for us call us out on their shit yeah. and everything above but i do want to t- touch on um uh, broil because yeah. you brought it up um it just came out right yeah uh talk a little bit about it what's, Can what's so, it all about something before we pause yeah
2: uh, i every time we put on a trailer on youtube we yeah. you get a hit on it yes because of copyright. yeah right? I don't know who we need to ask, but can we play the trailer? I don't know. <laughs> it's way above
1: my pay grade. Okay. So you know what? If people want to check it out, it's on my, I, it's on my Instagram uh, okay. at Jonathan Litnick. if you want to check it out. And if you want to check it out on Amazon, it's a cool, weird movie. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. It's definitely one of those things. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a f- interesting movie to watch. It's very weird and out there. What was and your role? I play a chef who is a killer for hire who, poisons people holy shit so i get hired to poison the patriarch of one of the world's most powerful families at a dinner party the kardashians and, no no no, <laughs> no 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 but uh Just yeah but uh it's and it's a really you know it's a good cast it's an interesting film and it was a fun step forward you know and yeah. it was a new challenge and it was a weirder character than i've ever played and i i hope you guys enjoy it if you check it out
0: what do you do when you go into like how does one even prepare for a role or especially like what's your kind of shtick Okay, so the um, I don't mean to call it a shtick either. So it's
1: different every time, and you also like you'll maybe use some certain things over and over. Um, you know that that help you prepare for certain things. But this one was really quick because I didn't think I had the role, and then all of a sudden I did, and I was on a plane the next day. Oh, and shit. it's a very complicated character. It was originally, and it, it, they don't really discuss it in the film anymore. But he was originally written on the spectrum, um, and my um, stepbrother is, and so I talked to my stepmom a lot and got a lot of great information um that i you know and i watched a lot of stuff and i pretty much locked myself in the hotel room and like we'll be figured out a way to do this because i i want to honor my stepbrother and yeah. also um be you know and also be truthful for everybody out there and there's the it's you know it's not what it's per, portrayed i feel like in movies often it's like the same thing and it's, it's very, you know, people, individuals are different and, and, you know, conditions are different for different people. So I want to be really delicate with that. They end up really not talking about it. So it's kind of left up to your imagination or left up to you to kind of figure that out. But, um, you know, really just watching a lot of, of documentaries, um, watching a lot of movies, the director told me to watch that he wanted to get the same tone as, and, um, just creating and then being like taking a big swing and being like, well, there it is. And some yeah, people are yeah. going to like it and some people are not, but I just really wanted to be delicate with, with honoring that representation because it, it, it means a lot to yeah. a lot of people out there. And, you know, especially it hitting close to home with my stepbrother. Um, shout out to Rohan. yeah, uh, Great, great dude. <laughs> and, uh, you know, learning and I, so I took a lot of my character off my stepbrother. Um, wow. that's amazing. And, um, you know, figuring it out. I, I do stuff like I, you know, for certain roles, I make playlists. So I made a playlist for, for this character and it was, it was interesting, you know, and I think that it was really great working with a young director, Edward Drake. He's 20, he was 28 when we made it. Holy and shit. I was 28. So I was like, dude, my age was great. And, uh, Damn. you know, he was really cool and he gave me a lot of freedom and he, he uh, we talked a lot in those two days before getting on set Wow. Um. And you know, it's just like, okay, here's what I have, and I uh, taking a big swing, and and you know, being as prepared as I can before and going into it.
0: Did you have like this conversation with your brother? Like, they explain everything. You know, I or?
1: just wanted him to see it. Okay. So I he saw it, and um, or my I wonder if he saw it yet when he saw it myself. I have to actually ask. I need to double check on that one. But my stepmom really liked it, and she was really positive about how I portrayed kind of, uh, you know, someone, and he, granted he, he was on a kind of a different part of the, I think if it's correct, was a different part of the spectrum than my stepbrother. But, yeah. um, it, you know, it, uh, I hope he, I hope he likes it, but I didn't want to <laughs> like, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to uh, task him with 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 you know, yeah, bu- I bugging it. him. I, I don't get know. it. He's, I get he, it. I get it. We What's have it? we have talks about other things. He shows me, uh, you know, he's really into anime, really into music, and we talk about music a
0: lot. And um, I didn't really want to complicate our. It's relationship. a delicate yeah. relationship. Yeah, it's a delicate conversation. I fully yeah, get that, right? You, know. um, you say you make playlists, right? Yeah. So, what were some of the the songs that are in this playlist? It
1: varies so much for this guy. I want to keep this, so I I wanted to. So if vascularity of your veins was a feeling. I wanted to keep that. Okay. So I worked out every morning before and then sometimes a lot of times after set or whenever I could just to feel constantly pumped. Yeah. And I put a lot of kind of like high stakes music on it. So I put like the soundtrack of Les Mis. All right. Okay. okay. You know, I had that. <laughs> I had, um, what is it? De- Dead Sarah. Dead, you know Sarah. Dead Sarah. No. No, no, no. Leather no. Man is uh weatherman not leatherman weatherman dead sarah uh, uh, really good song i had that because it was really intense by who uh dead sarah
0: okay Wait, so weatherman. dead sarah Boy, weatherman
1: weatherman is the band or uh, the name okay and it's just like a very high like pumping song yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. so i had like a mixture yeah. of les Mis and hard rock yes and, you know just things that made me feel that like vast clarity yes. yes. like let's go and I kept it up for, you know, the whole shoot. And I would be, I was more isolated. I'd still talk to people, but I was more isolated than I normally am on set. I'm, you know, if it's a comedy, I'm talking to everyone.
0: Yes. Well, like
1: sense. I just went and I'd listen to like my meditation app as well. And I would sit in like the the, the holding room I had and chill out and just, I wanted to remain open and I want to remain like. Damn. Yeah. You know, I, vas, vascular, if vascularity is a feeling, I don't know if it's a feeling. No, but it, it makes weird. sense But the way like, you, you know. It. know Like, you know, when you feel that pump after working, I want to feel that. So, um, I tried to do that and I tried to also isolate myself. I didn't really, like I was in Vancouver for it and Vancouver is awesome and a great place to like go out and do stuff. I stayed in my room a lot. And then I also, because of the timing of shooting, I felt like I only saw nighttime, <laughs> like so. It was like that dark feeling. Like I became so vulnerable that I I started waking up in the middle of the night a lot. Um, just my heart racing. I didn't know why. I didn't know why at all. You know. But um, it was a really, really good learning experience. I feel like no matter how many movies or. TV shows or whatever I do, I, I always learn something and I, I took a lot of valuable lessons from that one. And it was awesome. Timothy V. Murphy, who you see in yes. there is in a million. Yes. Things. He's, he's an actor's actor. He's a cool dude. And so it was like great working with him. And there's this, uh, this, the, the gal is the main lead, uh, Avery Conrad, really talented, really talented woman. And um, it was just a really great cast, really supportive people, really cool director. You know, it was a fun, it was a fun shoot.
0: Dude, it, I still am just uh, blown away. 28 years old directing a movie. I mean. Yeah. And he's really amazing. good
1: visually came from music videos, I believe. And I, okay. I, I hope I got that right. But cause I saw a lot of his music videos when I was um, going to meet with him on facetime to possibly do this movie and he's really just he really has a really cool eye and um he he did a lot with it with this movie and especially you know the movie um was you know tight schedule a lower budget but uh but it doesn't really look like it you know and he did he, he does he does a really great job with it
0: yeah definitely. I, it sounds like when you are preparing a specialist role, it's like you really get into it. you know you yeah. lock yourself in a room, you create this playlist, you yeah. uh, associate things to like vascularity, right? Yeah. Um, what do you enjoy right. doing most? like comedy, drama, like if you it, let, let's say you had to pick one. Could I you do, do that? that.
1: I, I, I drama, I guess, because comedy comedy's great and I love it and I would be I'm not ever going to say anything bad about it I would be so grateful if if the next thing I do is a comedy show and it runs for 20 years and yeah, like yeah. you know I I'd be more grateful than anybody and I don't I'm not in a position really to choose what I do next at this point in my career honestly but there is something because I've worked so hard on the craft of acting yeah. you know classes over the last 10 or so years different coaches um there's something in me that just wants to Bear my soul for characters that are misunderstood yeah. in a dramatic way.
0: I totally get that. You man. know,
1: because I felt, I felt my whole life that I'm misunderstood yeah. and I felt my whole life that I'm weird or different. And I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Yeah. And I would really like to do justice to, the, to those characters in in a dramatic way. And I'd love to be on a, I mean, a drama show, TV right now is just so good yeah. that I mean, if it's a movie or TV, I'm not mad. If it's good material, I'm happy Dude. and I'm grateful. But I, there's something with drama that I just need to say. I feel yeah. like it's more my vote, my voice, my you know, as an artist, my voice. I want to say something with drama, yeah. and I hope I don't come off too <laughs> factory <laughs> pretentious saying that. But there's like, there's something for misunderstood people. I want to stand up for. Dude, you I know? get
0: that. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of people in this world that feel very misunderstood, yeah. and especially you know in this this climate and everything that's going on today. Um, you know, to have people like yourself, you know, uh, just being a helping hand, letting other people n- uh, know that they're they're not the only yeah. one, right? Because you know, a lot of times when you go through things, it's you feel like you're the only person out exactly. there. But when someone has the courage to stand up and, and share their story and talk about themselves. Um, you know, people start to realize that they're 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 not, and then things become, I don't know, less lonely. Does that yeah.
1: make sense? Yeah. And I, and I I'm so and it gives me, and you can tell anyone listening by the way I explain making mistakes and whatever, it gives me so so much anxiety because I don't want to ever come from a place like, look at me, I did it and you know, you can too, but like I did it there's no doing it and not doing. it. Like it's, it's, uh, it isn't linear. It isn't, it isn't um, uh, a trajectory that just goes, wh- there's always going to be bumps, yeah. you know, there's always going to be things that are step forward back, you know? And I think that like, to be as honest as we can about that. And while we share stories, while we're, you know, you're a storyteller, yeah. while you share a story being honest and also being delicate in the fact that you never wanted, I never wanted to come across like, yeah, like, okay. So like I didn't end up completely off the rails. So therefore I'm perfect. Like whether it's your story, whether it's, you know, what you're telling you have to be delicate and realistic and, and, and and, and, and appeal to people in a way where it's not like unachievable.
0: Of course. Absolutely.
1: And it's, it's very, your version of that, whatever it is to you as the individual is very achievable. And that's, you know not harping on those things you've done in the past not not getting mad at yourself letting go yeah. but you know taking the knowledge from mistakes or from where you are now and where you want to see yourself and a, you know in a certain amount of time but it's 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 a delicate balance and that's why I think it gives me a great sense of anxiety to be like yeah like I did the child star thing, and I'm okay, like yeah. no, like dude, I've had many times when I'm not okay and I'm anxiety ridden in my room, like depressed, you know, like everybody goes through their version of what it is so so, what if mine wasn't a public crazy meltdown, or mine you know who know you know no one knows what I've been through in my personal life when I'm alone with myself, I wanted to be very clear to people that it's not some magic thing that no there's some people out there who just don't have struggles or don't have things that happen or are somehow able to rise above it all. They're able to
0: rise above it all because they learn from mistakes. And that's the truth. A hundred percent. They put in the work, man, because life is is about putting work and it is a delicate life is just a delicate balance. And, um, especially when you have the ability to you know help share your story other people's story you want to be able to give it justice um you know one thing i've learned from this podcast is that that it is a delicate balance yeah. you know sharing my own story things that yeah. i've gone through but it's only through my eyes you know um and i've said some things on this podcast that you know like i, I regret i've said some stories about my my own mother right and i love her to death yeah. she she is amazing but um maybe i should have shut my fucking mouth on some of the things because um she uh you know i was having a conversation with her and uh, and and she loves it and she listens to all of them um but uh, i know it hurt her feelings you know and i never want to do that exactly um and you know everything that she was dealt and everything that she was handed, right. She made uh, the choices that she had to, but she is an amazing person and I love her to death. Um, but it is a, it is a delicate balance being a storyteller. Right. Um, and you, for me, I could have, you know, uh, you know, taken that said nothing and just moved on and continue yeah. to talk. Right. Yeah. Or learn from it. Right. Yeah. Because you can be open and honest, but at the same time, there are things that you can limit. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I never want to limit my own personal story, things that involve me and only me. Yeah. Uh, but uh it's it's definitely a learning lesson. So, you know, hearing you talk and hearing you share your own personal story, like I I understand. I understand yeah. you um just from the things that that, yeah. that you're saying and I and I respect that. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going through all of this, right. You, to kind of bring it back to your story, right. You, you have this kind of five year, you know, separation. Um, and then you, you kind of start to, to to bring it back in. What was, you know, like the, the moment, can you look at the moment in, in back in your life when it's like, okay, I went through this, but now this was kind of the next chapter.
1: Yeah. So there were two major things that stood out to me or stand out to me. Um, my first job in a long, long time, I was a senior in high school and, um, I auditioned for this show, Monk, Yeah, it's on for a yeah. long time Yeah, and I had an okay audition, but they asked me to come back in a few hours for the callback for a guest star nice. and I go and I'm ha- in the middle of my callback and, uh, Tony Shalhoub who plays Monk walks in, in my audition, yeah. and I, <laughs> watch my audition and I fucking froze and I had the worst audition I've ever had. And I went back to my car and I just cried. And I was like, man, I can't get over myself. I can't yeah. get over my anxiety. I can't get over my stress. How am I ever going to achieve what I want? And I talked to my agent on the phone. I'm like, just get another audition for me. I don't want to think about this ever again. And he calls me back a few hours later. He's like, you did so poorly that you booked it in your costume fitting tomorrow. Wait what? Yeah, so apparently whatever my nerves were came across like the character or whatever. I don't know. They told me I did a good job, and I ended up booking it. And so I was like, and I was like, okay, I know nothing. Like I know nothing, and I think I think that was a big, a big lesson to say I don't know. I don't know. I come across. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I failed miserably, and I ended up getting the part, and it was the first thing I had in a long time. Then the second moment for me was a, a play I did. I originated this play by this great playwright, John Polono, who wrote, um, stronger, the okay. the Boston bombing movie with, um, Jake Hall.
0: Okay. Yeah. I do yeah, know exactly. So he's a really great playwright, yes, playwright yes, great actor, yes, yes, yes. very
1: talented guy. Shout out to John. Also a great human being. So I did this play. He originated and it was my first time doing like a long run of a play ever in the history of me being an wow. actor. And I got to originate this character and I worked so hard on it and it, you know, it was so much growth as an artist being able to, cause we were, I think doing three or four performances a week, maybe five. Jeez. I don't know, it was a long time. It was a long, was a I don't know. I'm trying to think about how many performances it was. I was, but we were, we were there doing it for like six months and being that consistently having to go and do this role and have all this stuff happen in my life's good days, bad days, whatever. It was some of the best training I've ever had as an actor and artist. And it instilled a confidence in me that I can do this in front of people on a consistent basis for a long time and really delving into that character and, and, and feeling like it was some of the best work I've done in my life. And, um, you know, people really digging it. And, yeah. uh, it was just a big confidence booster and, and a really instilling the fact that I, I should be doing this and I should be happy doing this. And there was just so much growth that happened during those five or six months doing the performances and, and learning. And um, my now acting coach was the older version of me in it. Um, his name's Joshua Baton. He was in the Pacific and a lot of other things. You know, if you see his face, you know him. He's in a million years. You pull things. up
0: a picture of him?
1: Joshua baton right. oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 so he's yeah, in a million yeah, things' yeah. really fantastic actor, fantastic human being, yeah he's a uh, an acting coach to me and some you know, and he just uh he I learned a lot from him watching yeah. the dude work, and he helped me a lot with my dialect it was a Boston accent, and he helped me a lot with it, and he helped me a lot, you know to this day in life um and having a mentor like that is is a great powerful thing. Thank. Um, and I started taking classes with him after, but being able to, you know, be surrounded by such great cast, um, you know, and, and really fine actors and be able to create this thing that hasn't been done before. It's a original character and, and, and work with some of the best writing I've ever worked with and do it on a consistent basis really just was a huge time of growth for me. And that was where I was like, you know what, man? I feel like I'm on some sort of path,
0: yes, you know, yes. and I, I like
1: who I am at this point and I'm cool with it. You know,
0: dude, that's a, uh, you know, that's really incredible because uh, it could have gone one of two ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess multiple ways. Right? right. But, um, you know, when I asked you that question, like, when did that light turn back on, mm-hmm. you had a solid answer, right? Yeah. You're like two times, right. Or two, yeah. two different points. Right. And it, and it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, at what age were you? Um, I was 20.
1: So the first one I was 17, I think. Okay. Monk. Then the other one was 23. Damn. And you know, not that this should ever like mean you should never hang your hat on reviews and you should never correct uh, that be the reason for anything. And mostly the reason for this time of growth was the actual growth and the actual putting in the work. But as a human being, as a curious person, because I'm an actor.
0: Yes. Of course. It
1: was some of the best reviews I've ever gotten in my life. And really? it's the only thing I own of my actual career, is uh, so I got to be actually printed in the little play that it got published. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's now in bookstores, and I get to be original. you know, in the original cast of it. That was a dork moment for me. The only thing I own is a copy of that hanging with like two of the reviews I got from the LA Times and Hollywood Reporter and it was some sort of even though that shouldn't and i underline this 10 times shouldn't be it's not the reason but it didn't hurt to be finally receive some gratification for something i did as as an adult where they you know one of the la times a really cool reviewer he said that i had grown into a gifted actor as an adult Damn. and that gave all the work all the stress it gave some sort of you meaning, know, man, meaning come on. to it, you know, and I, I hate to be like, oh, no. reviews, but like you're gonna look at them. You're curious, you're human, of course, and like having two good reviews from you know places. I've always been like, I, I hope <laughs> you yes. want to be acknowledged, you of know, course. and um to have that realize. And I worked my ass off on this thing, dude. To realize my hard work didn't go unnoticed as an adult. That was. That was, you know, and I'm not going to, like I said, it's not the reason, but you couple that with the actual hard work I put in and being able to do it all the time for a long period, all of that stuff pushed together is what flicked that light back on. And I was like, hey, buddy, you're on some sort of, you're you're, you're on (laughs) some sort of path and you, you know, you're, you're doing it, you're doing it and damn, all the people said you couldn't. Damn, all the people said, you know, um, you sure you want to do this or like this or that, you know? And all the negativity or own self-doubt. Like if, if I work my ass off, I am uh, I am able to make work that other people really are drawn towards. Dude, of course. And that was really cool. And that Absolutely. was really cool. And I hate it. There's a lot of like- Why? Why no, you- no, no, no. I, I hate having to bring up like the reviews. I like, there's a lot of like uh, to pull that out of me. But it's like, you know, that- as someone who's been, like, all... Because for me, and it still goes on a lot, but for me, a lot of my days are Groundhog Day. I wake up, I go to do something, and someone's like, something, something, Jerry Maguire, something, something, yep. you, know? you know? So it's... It's, be it's hard. It's so... When you work your fucking ass off for this one thing, and you only hear about one thing all the time, you're like... So it is. It was really nice to hear. Like so it's that people who did review things appreciated it, and that absolutely. you know the feedback I got from people and and the experience, and you put all those things together, and that was a turn it's on beautiful. the life moment.
0: No, it's it's that's absolutely beautiful. It it does have to be. Um, although it's amazing that you got to do those roles as a kid, right? Yeah. It does have to be difficult. Like yeah. hearing that shit. That's all that would gets brought up, right? Because yeah. you're a lot more than that. You know, yeah. you, you are a human being. Exactly. I'm exactly like jujitsu. I'm a person who's a, uh, uh, a,
1: a, a friend, yes. a brother, a son, a dog father, you know, uh, yes. you know, a boyfriend. I have, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I have a lot of other things going on. And, and, and the interesting thing about it, and this is really fascinating is I can tell you how grateful I am for it. Yeah. And I am, I'm so grateful for, because I figured out what I want to do for the rest of my life. I I'm the most grateful about it. But if you're too grateful, people are like, stop living in the past. Yep. And if you're like, hey, I'm distancing myself. For me, people are like, what, are you not grateful? <laughs> like, you're damned <laughs> if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. And I've been on both sides with that. I'm like, no, neither. Grateful for it. 30 years old now. You know. Let's
0: go. And, you know,
1: like, you know, and, and I have not done this much acting class. I have not stressed this much about something to only think about that.
0: Dude, absolutely. No, it it makes it makes so much sense because you get like if you get reminded of these things that you, you did in the past constantly. And that's all someone would bring up to me. It would drive me crazy. And that's why like at the beginning of the podcast or before we even turn record, like I wanted to talk to you and ask you like, what do you want to talk about? What don't you want to talk about? Right. And so like everyone, you know, has those things, but I knew going into it, regardless if you said it or not, I wasn't going to make this podcast about Jerry Maguire because I wanted to know Jonathan Lipnicki as a human being, uh, not just the past. Right. And so I, but I respect you at the same time for saying, yeah, yes, it's, I, part, I of these, it's yeah, part of my life. Yeah, it's
1: a part of my life, and it is interesting.
0: Yes. but it's honestly
1: not even in the top three of the most interesting things about uh, me, of course. And I feel like anybody would feel about something they did when they were a kid that you know, Dude. they're like, oh, but I did this, and I went to yes. college, and I got a degree, yes. or whatever, you know, whatever their life circumstances. Nobody wants to just you know feel like. Oh, people only care about that portion, you know? And it's, it's like I said, it's delicate balance. Am I grateful so much? Am I so stoked on what I'm, doing right now and and stoked to achieve certain goals
0: in, you know, in the, in the near future. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yes, man. Dude, if someone like, you know, for me, uh, you know, winning the world series, you know, when I was nine or 10 years old and we were like on the news and all this shit, if, if that's what people remembered me by and always brought that up, Oh, you're the dude that did that. Oh, you're the dude. You're the kid that won the world. Oh, you're the, it would drive me bonkers. Right. And so I get that man, like totally, totally get that. But at the same time, yeah. appreciative. Very appreciative yeah. that I personally went through that experience, right? Um, and so I, I I totally get that. But when you got that review, you know, that about about, yeah. about the play, that's come on, man. It meant like, something to me yes. because
1: it's like this is who I am now, you yes. Know?
0: And um
1: every time I get to do something. I love how Josh is just stuck up there. What's up? Josh, I'm gonna send you the link to this. You should take a picture I of that. Send it. Send Jonathan Bitten. Josh is Josh is a great dude. Um, really, man, one of the best actors I've you know, it's rare. He's like so good at acting, but he's also good like he teaches, he's great at explaining it. I'm like, sometimes yeah. it's one way or another, you know, another. Like there are people like, I'm good at this, I don't know how to explain yes. it. Or they're not good at it, but they can explain it. He's a both, you know, he's yeah. really quite a quite an amazing human being. But uh, to bring it back to my story. Yes.
0: You like uh, there you uh, go. High, high five. High
1: five. Uh, <laughs> extra credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you. They, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: But yeah, to bring it back to my story, <laughs> I, I, love, I love this man. I love this, and I'll deal with whatever shit about whatever I did when I was a kid. Until, you know, maybe that won't happen anymore. I'm sure people will still, you know, remember it a bit. But it's like, yeah, like every time I go in, I'm so grateful I have a movie that just came out. I yes. hope you guys check it out and I hope you enjoy it. You know, it's it's a hard time right now. And, and I hope that people find some sort of enjoyment and get to escape for, you know, an hour and a half. Um, but most importantly, watch my girlfriend's movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but, uh, that's a good answer. But, uh, I didn't but, even ask the question. Yeah, every time, I,
1: every time I have these small victories, whether it's an independent film or TV or whatever, it's not the size of the project I do. It's the fact that I'm still doing something I love. And I, I wish more people could feel safe to yeah, just keep pursuing what they love. 100%. I feel like, because I think people are just so scared of judgment of others, you know? And it's just- Dude, I've been there. I and I am there. I i scared all the time of like, oh, what are people going to think? Are they going to think I'm stupid in this role, or, or just you know, interactions with people? I don't want people to think I'm a dick. I like you know, I I, I want to come across in a good way, and that's how why I'm delicate with my words on this podcast, yes. even you know, because I just I want to do good in the world. That's me. I, I really want to, and I think a lot of people, if you really ask them, that's what they want. Yeah. But you know, luckily, I was in a a environment that cultivated my, you know, artistic nature. But a lot of people out there are really scared to truly go for what they want. And, um, definitely got to recommend a book that's her. because it helped me a lot. I, I went through a really bad depression in 2019 before I, you know, so I met Penelope in 2020. She's, you know, been a great, great person in my life in many, many ways. Um, 2019 was probably the hardest year in my life. And what I realized during that, um, and what I want to say to anyone who's feeling anxious or has anxiety like me or depression or whatever you're going through, it's a really tough time right now. You have to be, you can't, you got to validate, like I said earlier, you got to validate what it is. You can't just say, I, it doesn't matter. No, because then it will just keep building. You got to validate it, but you got to be proactive in your own happiness at the same time. You got to, you got to, you got to feel the feelings, yeah. make a plan to get over it after that, but you got to feel it. Yeah. To understand it and why it's there. But um I started I, I was really sad and I just started really Yeah, a lot of things weren't going my way. And I decided to really look into what made me happy. And a lot was listening to podcasts, man. A lot of podcasts you, you can find really interesting people, you know, yeah. um, who who have done it, you know, done what you want or or have done some sort of great thing. Yes. But also I I there's a book and is it's funny, man, because there's so much so much judgment around self improvement, which is like there shouldn't course, be someone's yeah. trying to prove themselves. I don't, you know, yes. do whatever you need yes. to do to become a better person. But there's this book, You Are a Badass, you by are. Jen Sincero. You and are a I drive ass. a lot because of LA. Yes. And I listen and have re- gone through this book several times now. And it's really for me, you just gotta put all judgment to the side when you listen to it because okay. she's a very happy lady. <laughs> and like, you know, a lot of people the cynic in them is going to be it doesn't work. But like would you rather sit around your life saying something doesn't work and w- ha- coming up for reasons why you don't have what you want or would you rather spend your life being happy but chasing those things? And I I want to be happy. And this book really helped me a lot. Dude. And um I just have to say if anyone's feeling anxious or whatever they're going through um it, you know it is definitely a tool
0: and um I've I recommend it. Dude, I I could not agree with you more. Uh first off the book's called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Uh that's that's a that's a great Titled, yeah right?
1: we all have greatness inside us yeah you is know, it jen Jensen you know,
0: jen sincero is how she sincero. said
1: it on the audio but um, uh but yeah really i mean it's great check it out um i think that like you know and i'm excited to read mcconaughey's book he's a positive yeah. dude I, I got pumped up from listening to that yeah book. Was, me like, too you know it's and i think that everybody you know uh everybody could just you know if, if you're honest with yourself about what you want to do in life or where you want to be or how you want to feel there's no problem with trying to pursue that, whether it be self-improvement books or whatever podcasts, like do it. You know, who cares about what other people think? All these, a lot of times people judging you are not happy themselves. So Dude. it's like, take advice from people who, Have done you, it. Who, who, who take advice from people who you look at their life and you're like, okay, they got something good going on. Don't take it. Don't let, don't
0: let your <laughs> negative friend tell you not to
2: be happy. <laughs> exactly. That's what is a big
0: thing too. <laughs> um, uh, did you want to say something? I just want to say that
2: it looks like she wrote a couple Yeah, there's books. a good
1: one there's like every day. Yeah, I've been listened to that every day, one. That has made money. money.
2: And it's usually coupled with the subtle art of not giving a I've also
1: up. I've also listened to that one
2: yep. on uh, audio.
1: You uh, I was never an audiobook person. I was always a reader, but then lately you can like over the more. last 2009, you know, probably 2000, yeah, it was like 2019 is when I really started getting into audiobooks cuz I was like I can listen to the same four songs I like. Yeah. Or, like, I can learn something. So, I decided to learn something.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you can listen to books, podcasts uh, in the shower, in the car. You can finish, like, I mean, I finish at least one book a month. Uh, But I want to touch on what you said because for me, um, podcasts have changed my life and uh, there's one person uh that is is has helped i mean there's multiple people and i'm the person that's helped it but uh like i said my my therapist but also joe rogan's podcast yeah. um you know i've been listening to joe rogan's podcast for years but the past two years i've really started listening to what he has to say and what he has to offer and you don't have to agree with everything he says right. and i i don't but what does he talk about he talks about uh you know physical fitness you know taking care of yourself taking care of your mind being open you know there's there's you 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 can have a person that believes this way you can have a person that believes that way but at the end of the day we can all come together and have that open conversation and really just being more aware of yourself right mentally physically spiritually on all those levels and so when you say yeah podcasts and books have helped change your life absolutely yeah I, the same way and this podcast has helped change my life meeting all these different people having you here today i mean i just never in a million years thought you know i i would do all that and so like um what i i I recently had on tom o'neill who wrote chaos uh he was on rogan uh, earlier this year, and uh, we posted a video, and Joe Rogan liked it. Yeah. Right. And, like, do you know what that fucking meant for me? Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, you know, someone yeah. that has just been such an influential person in my life. So, when you were talking about reviews, right, that yeah. was like hard work that you've put in, and exactly. this has been hard that work. Was right? like, but that was like that for, for me. Yeah. Like, it meant it's huge, huge. It meant so fucking much. Yeah. And, um, So it's like, yes, we need to start listening to people that have actually done it, not your negative person, your negative friend, right? That that you know is so bitter about the entire world. It's like you know that old saying is like listen to your elders right it's like there's there's something there it's like you want to take advice from people that have actually been through it
1: yeah and even like for joe rogan a big episode for me and like you know you can i i I agree with joe rogan on some things i disagree with them on some things he's made mistakes he's you know copped them Uh, speaking of someone who made a mistake you know kevin hart is so inspirational man like i have to say like you know what is did he make those mistakes and 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 those were wrong. Yes. Yes. But if you look at the overall good he's doing for the community, um, you know, with his his thing he was talking about with Chase, where yep. he's teaching people about financial responsibility. That guy's so inspirational. He yeah. wasn't dead. He did go through it. You know, he had. You know, he had a lot of things. People told him, "You're not this. You're not that. You're not funny enough." And the guy did it, you know. And to me, people like that are inspirational. Like, if I met Kevin Hart, I'd hug him. Because, like, yes. to me, I was in a really low point and I heard his first podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah. And it gave me hope. Yeah. And I think that if anything, if, if, if we listen, you know, and I think listening, listening to people, if we can listen to people and they give us hope, like, that's good. So as a friend, in turn, you know, don't shoot your friend's silly business idea down. Correct. unless they're personally going to hurt themselves yes. or someone else. <laughs> you know, don't shoot your friend down for what they're passionate about. Support your friends, support your loved ones, you know, to. because they're not going to know unless they try it what, you know, and you never know. It could end up being something that really brings them much success as a person or financially or both or you know, really makes them a better person. And I, I wish just, we all, you know, supported each other a little more.
0: Absolutely. I could not agree with you, uh, more. I I think supporting our loved ones, our friends, picking people up, uh, when they're down or even when they're up, you know, building them higher, like my relationship with my wife, um, we've been together for 17 yeah. years and the reason we've had so much success is because we make each other better people, Yeah, you know? And I think that doing that for, uh, your, your friends and your loved ones. And like, like I just said, it's just so important. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear a lot of that from you, you know, yeah, you, leading, leading with love,
1: leading yes. with, instead of going, you know, how many things is, are wrong with this person or how many things about this idea is stupid. I leading with the compassion and love is yeah. just like, we could reprogram ourselves to do that more, you know? Oh man.
0: Absolutely. The world would be a better place. It definitely would. Um, You know, as we kind of start to wind down, right. um, I want to know what, what is the future for you? What, what, what's, what's coming up? Like, where do you see everything going? So right now
1: um, for stuff, like if you are interested after this podcast listening (laughs) to, you know, uh, watching some stuff I've done. So I broil out and then I also have a short film called date, which now I've released online. Did some festivals. Um, It's on Vimeo. Um, I used to have the link, but I had replaced the link on my Instagram with something else. We'll put it up. But uh, yeah, yeah. uh, That, you know, are two cool current things. And then, you know, auditioning like every other actor and creating my own projects. I just wrote my first pilot. I completed it over quarantine. I never really tried really like, like I've written with partners before, but actually making it more. And I have a partner on this, but it's more my voice. Um, has been a really great process. If it ever gets made, whatever you know, you better because I, I, I heard, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it was a really great thing for me, and it's a great thing creating in a different way. Um, but yeah, I have some stuff that I have my own podcast, which should be starting soon, and I'll have more Ooh. information that on that on my Instagram shortly. I don't know what I can say or what I can't say because it's with um with someone else. Too, so I don't want to, you know, okay. we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, that's going to be about positivity, about finding people who have overcome, you know, certain things in their life to find success in what they're passionate about. Yes. So, you know, and then I, I have a clo- clothing I've been doing called lit Nikki and it's lip shop.com. And it's all clothing about being positive, about getting stoked on life, getting lit Nikki, yes.
0: like, you know,
1: getting, getting stoked on life, being happy, you know, and, and try to pursue what you love um but yeah i have another movie i did with taryn manning if Okay, you're familiar with her she's awesome been of a million things uh that should come out next year and then just trying to find the next thing creating my own projects me and penelope are going to collaborate on something so we'll figure it out but i have some stuff some stuff
0: dude some stuff. you got a lot of stuff yeah. man you got yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. podcast this pilots uh lit Nikki, all all of that stuff it's oh. uh it's uh it's it's amazing and you just continue to push man it's very very Mm -hmm. very inspiring man um everything that you just shared we'll definitely share it in the story links and put it up on our social media i just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart man you you. coming on here means the world to me anyone coming on here thanks for having me me. you know absolutely giving
1: people a a comfortable place to talk
0: i think that's important man i you know these open conversations right it's uh what helps push the narrative and everything yeah. that you and i both believe in man yeah. and so spread in love and positivity baby yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you any thank la- you guys for listening anyone who listen i uh, i really appreciate it thank you for the support dude absolutely any last words mr Danielson?
2: son uh, i just wanted to say um Thank you for sharing what it was like to go through your public school experience. Mm-hmm. I think that resonated most with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I even personally went through, not because I was you know, starring next to Tom Cruise or anything. It was just <laughs> something that I went through as a kid. Yeah. And middle school sucks. Yeah, It does. And, and being able to build a friendship with some of the kids that I had conflict with. Um, I was in, in, uh, in and out of the principal's office maybe every week because of a fight yeah. and it all stemmed from that. Yeah. And that's not who I am. And I think that the beauty of seeing how polite you are, how amazing you are just goes to show that you, you hold yourself accountable and I appreciate you sharing that. So thank
1: you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, man. I, the school thing, regardless of acting or, you know, whatever, a lot of people can relate to that and it's, you know obviously more publicized now with social media, but like, you know, I just, you know, wish there were some more concrete answers to the whole bullying epidemic, you know?
0: We just got to keep on talking about it and share our own story and share our, yeah. ex- our own experiences and being real about things. Cause I remember being in school and they would talk about drugs or bullying and it's just like so fucking fake, yeah. right? If we are real open and honest about it, then we can maybe help change the narrative. Uh, but it's going to take a lot of work. And yeah. A lot it takes of authenticity. You know, it I don't does. like,
1: I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the bullying, you know, to be frankly honest with the, the it gets I mean, a, a lot of those things do beautiful things for people that it gets better, but I think it's too simplified. Like, it is like, like yeah, it, it gets better eventually. But like, what about the kids sitting in it right now is two and a half years left in middle school and like life sucks. Yes. I think that, yeah, it gets better, but you also got to find ways to adapt and be, find those groups, find those people that have same interests too. do your part of trying to Maneuver your way out of it and then obviously like, you know, you can't control how people are going to be. But, you know, I I just wish there was a more authentic way because I do see a lot of these these campaigns and like I know they're trying and I don't want to shit on them. And I know everybody, every actor, celebrity they use, they're trying, they're trying to be nice. They're trying to, but like, it's, it's not like, just cause someone told me it's going to be better. doesn't it's mean not. it's going to be better. No. I've got You got to find your tribe, your people. Yeah. You have to do what you can that is in your control. But also we as adults need to tell our kids to be yes. nice to everyone, each other, yes. you know, to e- each other, you know?
0: absolutely well i mean i think a lot of times kids are direct reflection of their parents and what happens at home right and what they see at home then you know it's like we don't come out of the womb being racist or sexist it's uh, things that we see it's things that we read and like if your parents are racist right well chances are you're going to be fucking racist right if your parents are this well, chances are going to be that right and so it it takes a lot of work a lot of effort and you know uh, for schools and things like that it's about being real yeah you know it's uh, it's like just say no to drugs well that's great but it's not that easy yeah
1: it's you know it's oversimplified exactly. it's outdated
0: you know? yes absolutely absolutely but um to kind of bring it back to you man yeah. bring it back to your story as we wrap up your story yeah. uh thank you so much man. thank you all right All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for listening back to your story. Have a good night. Peace out. Motherfucker. Wowzers, thank you so much for tuning to the podcast. I really want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank Jonathan for coming on to share his story. He's one hell of a dude. Uh, if you guys want to watch our podcast instead of listening to it, head over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com backslash back to your story. Don't forget to subscribe, like, review, share this with your friends and family. It helps the world go round. And uh, remember, we post new stories every single week. Have a good day, people. Peace out. Mama, mama, mama mo no